All right. Welcome to another glorious episode of the Journey Podcast with me, Tate Miller. I should put those in there, but you know, it just takes away from the vibe of the podcast and I ain't gonna do it. But we got a, a, a our youngest guest of the of the whole podcasting, the journey. We're gonna have her come on. So the first question I have, I got a bunch of questions. First question is tell us about yourself without saying your name. You can describe yourself however you like. No wrong answers this whole podcast. Okay. Um, I'm an 18-year-old freshman college student studying uh, TV and film. I attend the illustrious Howard University. <laughs> illustrious. Um, Good word. Good word. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. I'm excited to be on the podcast. All right, we excited to have you. I said we, like I'm the only, ain't the only person here, but it's all good. <laughs> um, all right, so podcast is pretty much everybody has a story, and we write our own autobiography daily. So it's pretty much you giving a. Uh, you only been here 18 years, but in those 18 years, I'm sure you've been through a lot of stuff. So we're gonna talk about it all, whatever you're comfortable with, anything you're not comfortable with. Of course, don't share. And if you talk about something really traumatic, give a trigger warning to the people. Say a trigger warning for those that may be blah, 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 blah. And um, that's pretty much it. So we're going to get you. You ready to answer these questions? I am, man. Let's go. Let's rock. So number one. Bang. Well, ain't really number one. You ain't taking the test. So how was your childhood years? Like if you had to describe your childhood years, I like to break this into three parts of the question. Elementary school, middle school, and then high school. How was those years from your point of view? Honestly, I think I had a really good childhood, especially in my younger years. Um, in elementary, let's see. I changed schools twice. So I started at one public school and then the family moved and I went to another public school and then we moved back, well, back to the same area and I went to um, the other public school again. But in all five of those years, or six, if you include kindergarten, but in all those years, I never really had an experience that I was like, that really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I only have good memories of that time. Like, my my brother and my dad, we used to do um, sports days and we would, uh, every, I think it was either it was either Saturday or Sunday, one of the weekend days. But we would go out into our backyard and we would have we would just play a bunch of sports. Like we had a basketball court. Um so we would play basketball and then we had a football, so we would toss it around, play catch. We had when my brother started playing baseball, we would play like catch with the baseball and the gloves. It was it was cool. Like I just I only have experiences or memories of good stuff like that in my childhood years. Um, well, yeah, elementary years. Elementary That's cool. Yeah, good stuff. Go ahead, continue yeah. on. All right, all right. In the middle school, I want to say sixth, seventh grade. I was, I was chilling, man. I had a, a nice little time. I was making friends because it was, um, it was new people that would come in, but it was essentially all of the same people from the middle school with a new additions, and then obviously like the seventh and the eighth graders were older but it was like you still saw them around in elementary school so it wasn't like 
crazy huge jump to deal with. It, it was cool. My brother was there for my sixth grade year, and he was in eighth grade, and he was the student body president. So I really had it easy that year. I <laughs> didn't have to worry about any of my teachers saying, "Oh, well, her brother is a bad influence because he wasn't. He was the freaking student body president. Right. Everybody loved him. It was it was a perfect little transition. Right. And then seventh grade, honestly, seventh grade was also very, very cool, and very cool, very collected. I had. Um, I was making new friends from the different people that came in from the ele- other elementary schools. It was just a nice little time. A very, very middle schooly, but looking yeah, back, yeah, it was very middle schooly. But at the time, it was fun. We would go to the um, the high school's football games and watch the game, and like you know what I'm saying. Look at all the high school boys and be like, "Oh my gosh, they're so cute." And all that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good memories, man. That's what's up. All right, so you covered elementary and middle. Like, pretty... Well, you didn't get to eighth grade. You started... You stopped at seventh. Was yeah. eighth grade and same... same, More of the same? Pretty much. More towards the end of it. And, well, really, like, after the second marking period in eighth grade, things started to get a little bit... Right. It was like middle school drama, like, you know... I did something that the friend group didn't like and not got kicked out of the friend group. It was crazy. Oh, man, <laughs> you got kicked out the friend group. Oh, man. Did, so man. How, how, how does that feel now? So you giggled about it. Was that a, a defensive giggle or a, a putting it off giggle? Or is it really funny to you now? Now it's really funny to me. Like, back then, I was mad because the thing that I did, quote, unquote, that they didn't like, I didn't even do nothing. I literally didn't. It was all just a miscommunication. But now, I like, at the time, I was like, man, I don't care. Forget it. But now, I'm really like, I really don't care. Forget it. Because it's yeah. like, that was so, so childish. And I'm at sorry. the time, you probably said it, but you didn't mean it. Now, you really mean it. Yeah. Middle school, that's a, that's a weird time. I coach middle school sports, and it is a roller coaster. Middle yeah, school emotions, you're going through so many body changes and mental changes and stuff. It ain't easy. It's crazy. Yeah, just well, it's crazy. I'll take that. So yeah. that was eight. And then now we're at your high school years. Because granted, yeah. usually on this podcast, the, this part goes a lot quicker. But for you, you literally so just went through all this. <laughs> so I'm like, no, you take you spend some time here. Yeah. So all right, so let's talk about your high school. Um, so for my high school, I went to a private school that was about a half hour from where I went to middle school and elementary school. And so, I mean, it was, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? My freshman year, I was all new people, a whole new town. Like, I had to get... It wasn't a bus, so I had to drive with my dad to school every morning. And he worked at the school at the time, so it was a perfect little situation. Like, I would just drive to school in the morning with my dad and then drive home with him at the end of the day. You know, we would talk. It was cool. Mm-hmm. But my freshman year, it was, like I said, all new people, all new place, all new teachers. It was just, it was really just getting to know the school. Like, it didn't really feel academically challenging, socially challenging. It was just... It was just fun freshman year. Right. Then, All new situation. Yeah. Gotcha. And then sophomore year is when the work 
kind of started picking up and like we actually had to like and the, that's where the um how the academic it? load got a little heavier yes and that's when you really started to feel like all right like we're in high school we no longer in middle school so sophomore year i had a couple of teachers that i just did not like and a couple of teachers that i did not want that previous year like going into sophomore year it was like yeah like i wouldn't want this teacher and then i ended up getting those teachers so i kind of spoke it into existence i jinxed myself but mm-hmm. it's alright because in the long run it ended up good like the English teacher that I said I didn't want to have she ended up being one of my favorite teachers at the school she was a very mm. very nice person mm. she just had what, a... go ahead what, what did you learn from that situation like so because you're only 18 years not saying only I'm not trying to I'm not, what they call that teen like youth I'm not I'm not biased against you being young but what did you learn from that situation and being in the school you thought you didn't want this teacher and then you ended up getting the teacher and you hated it at first and then how did that morph like how, how did that situation go and what did you learn from that experience well it was two different um scenarios it was the one i ended up really liking her and she became one of my favorite teachers and the other one was like i didn't like him at the beginning i really didn't like him in the middle and i still don't like him now so for my teacher that, well, okay all right for my teacher that i ended up liking she became one of my favorite teachers in the school it honestly was just a mis um representation that i received from her it was a bunch of upperclassmen and they would be like oh like this teacher she she sucks like she's so mean and she always has an attitude and, da, 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 da. and it was like dang like i don't want to have a teacher like that she was my english teacher too i was like i want to have a teacher like that and that was suck and then i got into the class and i realized all she had was a little bit of sarcasm like she wasn't a mean person she had no attitude she just had a little bit of sarcasm and uh, i guess other people didn't um take it well because she it was a couple of people in the class that she didn't necessarily get along with a couple of students but it was because they was always doing stuff like they would always be disrupting the class and they would never like take our lessons serious and it's like i mean duh and i thought about it i was like the upperclassmen probably was those same people not doing what they were supposed to be doing in class and then they ended up having problems with her because i never had a problem with her a day in my i had her twice as a teacher i had her my sophomore year and my senior year and i never had a problem with her either mm-hmm. years and it was just those you got bad advice i guess yeah. <laughs> whoever the upperclassman was like yeah. i said so did you learn anything from that situation or did you look at things differently from moving forward i think i definitely started to take other people's advice with a grain of salt because i did before but usually like when it came to people i would just trust other people's judgment because i was like man they wouldn't lie but mm-hmm. then i started thinking i was like mm, everybody's representation i mean everybody's um opinion on another person is going to be different so i'm gonna mm-hmm. just test the waters myself instead of just listening to other people right that was a jewel that's a life lesson right there and you luckily you learned it in high school in a pleasant way you didn't have to learn that in a tough way yeah. a lot of people learn that lesson very hard but you learned it in a i mean pretty good way overall <laughs> like, yeah yeah all right so that was your sophomore year. Had a couple of teachers you didn't like. Now continue on. About so you you said you went to a private school. How how was that experience? The transition from going to a public school 
in a private school and and break down the differences between each of those because I'm sure they weren't exactly the same. I'm sure it was a but it had to be some type of difference. Like a private school, pretty much everybody's smart or has, you know, financial support in a different way than you may have had in public school, I'm assuming. But I'll let you explain that. If so. So so um my middle school was a pretty like I'm not gonna say diverse, but it was a very, it was kind of evenly split. Like it was, I think the uh, statistics were like forty percent white and then forty percent black and then twenty percent like other. So it was a very, it was very. Um, that's diverse. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's diverse. Like right. Like you, you gotta. Yeah, I, I would think that's diverse. In my. But opinion. yeah, it was. It was. I never really got what I got from high school until I got to high school, which was the experience of being at predominantly white institution and like spending extended time there. So mm-hmm. like in my middle school, it was kind of just, I don't know, it kind of just felt like regular. Like I never had to worry about, oh, uh, they going, I don't know, like they going to judge me or like they going to think I'm stupid or something like that and ever have to really be like, oh, well, they going to do it because I'm black. Like I never had to experience that before I got to high school. And then once I did get to high school, I remember my first class, it was my world religions class. And it was the first class on the first day of school. And I finally made it to the class and I sat down and then she was taking attendance. And I was looking at everybody as she was taking attendance, you know, trying to pick up names and stuff like that. And then I realized I was the only black person in the class, like not only black girl or like, only black fresh like I was the only black person in the whole class and I was like dang like this is different like was that the first time you ever experienced that in your life yeah like the first time I've ever sat and really like noticed it because of course it's been places I've been where it's like it just happens to be more white people than black people and I may have been the only black person in that specific scenario but I'm thinking back now I was like I was sitting in my freshman year class first class of my freshman year at this new place and I was the only black person in the class and it was like it was a required class so I knew everybody in the freshman year had to take it mm-hmm. you know if it was like if it was like like my minor I took um uh it was like an acting class my freshman year if it was one of those I would go nah, you know people might not be interested in that but no that was a required class and I was the only black person in it and I was like oh Hey, like, <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's definitely a culture shock. First day of school. Super. It was eight o'clock in the morning. Too. It was crazy. It's crazy. So delve a little bit deeper into that. So where did it go from there? So you started off that freshman year. That was your first class, and then how 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 was your experience from then on? Like in that realm, like as being a a black young lady in a prom, predominantly white institution or school, Thank whatever you want to say. I think I definitely started to take notice of it more. Like after after that world religions class, I had a study hall. And when I went into the study hall, they were doing attendance again. And I was doing the same thing, just looking around like, dang, like I'm the only black person in this class too. And it was a study hall. So I'm thinking, you know, there's more people. I have a better shot. And I did not have a better shot, man. I was still <laughs> the only black person in the whole classroom at the time. And I think from that point on, I started like kind of applying it 
to everywhere. Like I would be walking through the halls and I'll be like, dang, like I didn't see any black people in my walk to the bathroom. Or like, I didn't see any black people walking from my last class to the cafeteria. Like it was just little stuff like that. I just started to be like, dang, like it's really a lot less of us than I'm used to. Right. And then I think thinking back on it now, I think it bothered me a little bit because I personally, I speak up a lot in class. Like if I have an opinion, I'll, I'll say it, I'll shout it out, you know, I'll interact with the teacher, but I did not do much of that for those first couple of weeks at the school. I just, I was kind of like a, like a background character in that sense. Like I just, you know, I would listen, obviously like, you know, take notes of the teacher and like everything that was happening. And like, I would pay attention in school, but I just did not offer up as much as I would if I was comfortable in a more diverse um, place. Mm-hmm. So was, I think, yeah, it definitely bothered me a little bit. And the one black teacher that I had at the time, which also probably made it even worse, but he he just wasn't cool. And I'm not saying cool like, oh, like he's the coolest man I've ever met. It was like, no, like when you talk to him, he was very standoffish. And he, did, he didn't feel like it didn't feel like me talking to him. It didn't feel like he wanted me to talk to him. So I was like, man, wow, what, yeah, what the heck? Like, that's uncomfortable for any right. situation. But that's what was, I'm saying. that situation is ten times worse. Like it was bad because I like that was the class with the most black people. And I had a black teacher and I had two other black girls in the class. And I was like, oh, I'm set. But nah, man. Like the two other <laughs> black girls I had in the class, they was cool. We bonded really quick. Like we always ended up sitting close to each other, if not next to each other. Like it was cool. I got a very close bond with both of them very quickly. But the teacher was just—he just, he just yeah, you know, indifferent to it. Just yeah. Did he treat everybody like that? It was just, he treat he's everybody just, like that. Yeah. But I just. I don't know. I was, it was a, it was an inkling of hope for me. It was like, nah, maybe he just like that with other students. Like maybe if I go up to him and I have, try to have a conversation with him, you know, maybe he just put on a facade like that in class because you know he a teacher. He trying to be serious, but nah. Every time I've talked to that, it's never felt like a genuine conversation. In all my four years of being at that school, never felt like a genuine conversation. It always felt like me trying to have a conversation and then him just receiving. Yeah, you you trying to make a connection with somebody and they just like, nah, not interested. Exactly. Yeah, that's an uncomfortable feeling, especially in that situation. That situation probably makes it 10 times worse. So continue on. So you talk like, so your first year, how did you feel after the first year? Or yeah, how did you feel after the first year? And, you know, let's, let's stay with you. How did you feel about after the first year of attending? Did you want to continue going? Were your parents forcing you to go? Like, what was the situation? Where were you at? Um, I definitely, I still wanted to go. Because at that time, it was like, it was, at the beginning of the year, it was just uncomfortable. Because it was like, I was, again, one of, one of very few. But then as we went on through the school year, and it was like, I met my classmates. And it was like, it, it was less of, oh, I'm in a space with all white people. And it's like, oh. I'm in a class with like Allie and, and Jack and John. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Those are actual names, I promise. <laughs> but yeah. I, I believe it, <laughs> it became less of uncomfortability with the unknown and more of just like, eh, like 
it's, it's just it is what it is basically like i'm in a predominantly white space but like i know them now so it felt a lot less uncomfortable because it was just like all right like cool like these are my classmates like at that at a certain point they became less of like random white faces and became classmates and then became friends so it was a very it was kind of a smooth transition so by the end of the year i was like eh, like i might as well just stick it out but my parents never forced me they made it very clear from the beginning because we had to pay for school so it was like did they want me to go yeah sure like they want me to do what i want to do but they also never ever had a problem with me not wanting to go so it was like it was like they had to spend that money yeah it was like a running joke my dad would always say listen man if you don't want to go you don't have to go (laughs) (laughs) any minor inconvenience would come up i was i remember i was talking to him one time in the car and i was like yeah man like i had a paper due this friday but i got a test on wednesday like it's just a lot he was like hey you don't want to go if you don't want to. And I was like, okay, like, it's just a test, man. Like, I know this is going to be at any school I go to. But yeah. it was funny. It was... That's yeah. Cool. But they never, ever forced me or made me feel like I had to stick it out. Like, the only reason I stuck it out was because I wanted to myself. Right. That's cool. We'll, 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 we'll stop, not stop there, but delve into your family. Because you talked about your brother, you talked about your parents. You got it. You have any other siblings other than a brother? I don't. We have a dog. I consider him like my brother, but you know. I mean, I'm sure your brother would be offended, but <laughs> we have a dog. I consider him just like my brother. Okay. But however that works, I don't know. But let's get into your family situation. How? How's that? Or how, not even how's that? How is that coming up? Your family situation and like your yeah your, your relationships with the people in your intermediate in your immediate family couldn't get that out for now. <laughs> I think we all have a very tight relationship. I feel like, of course, like me and my brother, when we were younger, it was a little rocky. You know what I'm saying? Like sibling, I wouldn't even say sibling rivalry, but just like, just siblings. Like we obviously, you know what I'm saying, had a couple of times where we just wanted to duke it out with each other. You know what I'm saying? But we, our parents never really like let it slide like anytime they would hear us arguing like they would tell us to stop arguing or like we would watch movies together you know what i'm saying like it never mm-hmm. got to a point where it was like oh like i hate being around my brother because my parents never let it get to that point right which i now as we're both older and now we both in college and doing our own things i really appreciate because he's like the only person that really gets it like the only person that came from my family that went off and is now away from home mm-hmm. that I could really talk to and be like dang like I'm missing home man and I'll be like I get it man yeah so no that's really nice that's 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 dope like that sounds that's cool so y'all have a you and your brother have a good relationship for sure 100% nice and I think especially the year before he left for school was the year that like COVID it really like put the world in lockdown so mm-hmm. we were stuck in the house all day every day for a good couple of months mm-hmm. so i think it definitely in that sense it was kind of like that was like our make or break time and our parents really helped us to make it because shoot 
Like you, I mean, shoot, everybody know we was in the house all day, every day. Listen. If you live with anybody, it's like, hey man, like I need a break. <laughs> like I'm right. tired of you. Right. I don't care how much you love them, how much you like them. All right, dog. This is this is getting a little. This is getting a lot. I understand yeah. that. I understand it. So. Yeah, you and your brother. That's the person you call now. You in college? That's beautiful, man. That's nice. Yo, give y'all the other. I'm gonna give y'all a round of applause. All right, yeah, that's good work. Keep up the good work. I'm sure your parents would be proud. Now, speaking of your parents, tell us about your parents. Like how your relationship with your parents, and you know whatever else you want to talk about your parents, because you know, like I said, you're only 18, so we yeah. only have 18 years to draw from. So we got to talk about different subjects here. But go, go right ahead. I think I have, like, comparing my relationship with my parents to my friend's relationship with my parents, I think I have a great bond with both of my parents. I think we have a very open um, relationship in a sense. I, I feel like I, if I ever, if I ever mess up bad, I won't have to be like, dang, like, what are my parents going to do? Like, that's obviously, you know, a little bit of a fear because, like, it's my parents. Like, right. they disappointed. It's like, dang, like, I really messed up. But I've never, I've never felt in my full 18 years where it's like, I did something and it's like, I just can't tell my parents. Just mm. because I know, like, will they be upset? Maybe. But will they help? Absolutely. So I've never really had that fear of like, I, I don't know who to go to because I messed up and like, I can't go to my parents. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I also feel like specifically with each parent, like I said, I had to ride to school with my dad every morning for, I'll say like three and a half years. Cause my latter end of my senior year, I was driving. So I never really had to drive with him. But for those first three years, I literally had to be in the car with this man for an hour minimum every single day. Cause it was a half hour ride there, half hour mm -hmm. ride back. So it was like, and I like again it was kind of like make or break and we definitely made the most of it I definitely mm. grew closer with my dad in, in those three years because it was like I mean that's my dad like you know what I'm saying I get in the car I'm upset after a long day at school people ask me what's wrong and then it's like a vent session I have a full half hour to vent get everything out before we go home and I'm just good again so he heard a lot of things in those three years he heard about friend groups, teachers, schoolwork, all types of things that were on my mind, bothering me, whatever. But mm -hmm. I definitely think that that helped our relationship because we never we didn't have a bad relationship before at all. We actually we've always had a solid relationship. But I think being in the car together for an hour every day definitely strengthened it. Listen, that that'll change any relationship. <laughs> so people, y'all, anybody listening to the podcast right now, if you're having a problem with anybody, or not even a problem, you just want to get closer to them, that sounds like a great idea. Just ride in the car with them for an hour somewhere. Well, how many five days a week? And y'all y'all be tighter than y'all is currently. That's that's good stuff. I love that. All right. So you talked about your pop and your um your brother. What's your relationship with your mother? I think I also have a very tight relationship with my mom. I think it's obviously different from my dad's just because I didn't spend an hour in the car with her every day. And that that changes a lot. But right. I do definitely think that, again, same thing that I said for my dad. Like, if I ever have a problem, I know. Well, she might be a little upset. She might be a little disappointed. But I know at the end of the day, that's always going to be 
like my rock. Like I'm never gonna have to worry about like, oh, like she gonna be mad at me and she not gonna help me. Like nah, like I know my mother will put anything to the side to help me out if I need it and vice versa. Like for both for both of my parents and my brother, like I would, we wouldn't trade each other for the world. And I'm very grateful to have that relationship with both my parents and my brother. And especially my mom, just because I, I've been talking to a lot of my, especially now at college, like it's a bunch of different people from a bunch of different parts of the world. And I've been talking to them and they're like, yeah, like me and my mom, we never really had a good relationship. Like, da, 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 da. and it's like, dang, like it makes you so much more grateful, like hearing other people's stories. Cause it's like, sheesh, like, and it's, it's, it makes the little things even, even smaller. Cause it's just like, dang, like I was, mom, I was mad at my mom for that. Like, sheesh, man. <laughs> yeah. You looking at yourself like you crazy. I, I was on some other stuff. But that's, <laughs> that's good stuff though. Like that's, and I think for anybody that's listening, take heed to what she's saying. Like she's an 18 year old in college and like, it sounds like you had a very good family life in school. Like you, you sound like you had a good childhood. You feel overall strong in your childhood, which is amazing. That's good. We don't hear that enough. Yeah. And it's like, obviously some things happen along the way, but it was, I, it, I feel like the goods far outweigh the bads in my childhood. To just say I, all around, I had a really good childhood. And like, when I think of my childhood, it's not like the bad things are what I'm thinking of immediately. It's just like all good memories. And then it's like a couple of bad things, but it's like all good memories when right. I think of my childhood. Well, that's good. Cause they like, yeah, that's good. Cause most of the time the traumatic stuff that messes with you, you don't really think of that stuff. You think of it, if you've had good times, you think of the good times. So yeah. that's a beautiful thing. So let's get back. So now we're going back to uh, your, what were we, 10th grade year? 10th grade year, private school. You just made, you got a lot of new friends. You're, you've adjusted. So where are you now? All right. So, geez, let me think. Oh, 10th grade. By that point, I kind of um, discovered what I liked. I was playing field hockey in the fall, and then I would do our winter musical. And then in the spring, I was kind of just chilling at that point. We we didn't have a track and field team, which would have been what I did if I did anything in the spring, but we got one later in the year, well, in the years. But um, yeah, by that point, I kind of, I feel like I got a lot more knowledge of myself. Like I discovered what I liked to do, what I didn't like to do. We had um, different clubs and organizations that you can go to. For example, our Black Student Union, um, for my freshman and sophomore year, I went to, the meetings were like every week. Yeah, oh, ouch, I hit my head. The meetings were um, <laughs> every week. And yeah, it was it was always cool. Cause it was, like I said, one in a few, but then all of the few would come together and we would have snacks and music and we would just talk about stuff. It was just always cool. So no, that, that sounds, was that. That sounds cool. Like in that space, you probably needed that to, you know, you needed that to feel more at home in those walls. Yeah. And then, yeah, like beginning of sophomore year, I honestly don't remember it just because the end, <laughs> the end made it crazy because that was like, that was after shutdown. So all my classes were online all of a sudden. Oh. And then that was, yep. And then um, that was when 
the Black Lives Matter movement, like right after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. So all that stuff was happening at the same time. It was like, you kind of had no choice but to be tuned in because it was like, everybody was at home. Like right. Everybody was out doing stuff. So let me think. It was right after spring break, actually. So we went on spring break and then they sent out an email and they were like, um, you guys have an additional week of spring break. So everybody was like, all right, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was enjoying their time. You know, they had an extra week to, um, like, just chill out, basically, and get themselves ready for school. And then they hit us with the big news, and they was like, yeah, like, we're just not coming back. Like, classes are going to be online. And that that kind of ruined the fun right there. It was like, dang, like, online school. Because at that that was unheard of. Like, online school, like, how do you even do that? Like... What do you? How do you take an online class? Everybody was very confused, very overwhelmed. It was just, it was scary, man. It was mm-hmm. disease coming around, and everybody was like, "How oh, would I catch it?" But like online, like again, online school, online everything. I was like, <laughs> nobody had any idea on how they were gonna make it work. Right. How, how how did that affect you moving forward? Like just that whole process of being going from that to being home. Because I know as an adult, it never happened in my life. But, you know, you kind of, as an adult, I don't know, you just, it, it affects you a little differently because you gotta, you have responsibilities. And every, I think everybody has responsibilities as teens, kids, young kids, everybody has responsibilities. But as a parent, you have more, okay, we need to get this done. But as a as a teen, you're kind of in the mix, but nobody, people, hopefully people ask about how you're feeling in those processes and those tough times. But how was the, how was it and not just for you but in your circle of friends during that time um honestly me and my circle of friends didn't really talk about like how we felt we just kind of texted like at that that's when all of our group chats really started uh coming about and like really started being active just because we couldn't see each other anymore but i know for me personally i i gained a lot of my I want to say happy. Well, yeah, I gained a lot of my happiness from like being around other people and being social. I'm a very extroverted person. So all of a sudden having to be inside the house all the time, it was just, it was rough for Mm -hmm. a good chunk of time until we actually had stuff to do. So like for that first week of, or okay, it was spring break. And then they gave us the additional week. And that was like, right before they put in the shutdown but my parents were really like they were like wow like you're not going outside the house like it's a deadly disease going around like no like we can't let you outside the house like because again like my mom was still working my dad i think he was still working but i know for sure my mom was still working and so she had to go to work and if she couldn't go to work then it was like like we didn't know what to do at the time because it was like nobody knows like a covid leave like that was unheard of again it was all so new at the same time so i was just like they were like no like we everybody just stays in the house everybody masks up if you have to if you have to go somewhere but if you don't have to go anywhere you're staying in the house so that was that was rough for me because it was it was like my one not my one source of happiness that's a bit of a stretch but my like main source of happiness that i could get anytime because i was out five days a week whether i wanted to or not was just stripped immediately and it was right. like dang like it was uh, definitely a hard adjustment especially the week 
that we didn't really have anything to do just waiting for the school to say something it was definitely definitely rough for me because it, it just felt like just waiting and hoping because it was like I knew we shouldn't have gone back to school like in person but at the same time I just I needed it like I needed to do something like I couldn't just sit in the house it was bad right but yeah that was my friends definitely helped me through it because that was when we had group chats and we had a lot of them at the same time and so we would have a bunch of different conversations about pretty much nothing but it was kind of like being <laughs> back together with them through text so it was it was nice it was cool right so you so that was the end of your sophomore year and in your junior year how did that start because that was that was still COVID that was yeah so my that was okay so my school did hybrid learning for my entire junior year so it was pretty much like you could either be fully online fully in person or you could do well that was those were pretty much the only options and then like if you were in person and then for any reason like it was so easy to just say like oh i felt sick and then you could stay home and then um take classes online because all of your classes had to have the online option for all the people at home so for my whole first month at school i was online it was bad man i like i said like my main or not my main source but my easiest source of happiness was coming from like being social being out being with my friends and i hadn't seen them for pretty much the whole summer because it was still COVID. And I saw them, I think, for my birthday, but it was so weird because it was like everybody had on masks and we were all trying to like social distance from each other. It was crazy. But um, so, yeah, so for my first month, all of September, I was online and I did not enjoy it. It was bad. I couldn't really get to talk to any of my teachers because, I mean, who wants to stay on class after on a Zoom? It was just no fun. Right. But I I mean, I got my schoolwork done because it was like I pretty much didn't really have anything to do. Like I had free periods throughout the day, which is basically like when you just don't have a class and you don't have anything to do. I would take naps in the middle of classes and then wake up like five minutes before and then just open oh. my laptop, go on a Zoom. Oh, beautiful. That sounds like it was beautiful. That sounds amazing. I don't, man, I, could, I would love to work from doing that. But I mean, yeah. there's a flip side to it, of course. But oh, yeah. like man, so overall, so you're through. Matter of fact, when did you? We're gonna switch speeds a little bit here because COVID. We talked about it enough. We, we so how did it? And give a quick overview of your COVID experience and then your rest of your high school experience. Okay. Um, COVID experience. It kind of it kind of ended abruptly. Um, my senior year, there was like no mask mandate at all. So it was like people could choose to whether or not they wanted to wear a mask, but it ended up causing a lot of hostility between the students. Cause it was like some people would go to a huge party the weekend before and everybody would know about it. Cause it was a high school of 400 people. So it was like, everybody knew everybody. So you would go and you would see these people at these big parties and then they would come back to school with no mask on. And it was like, ah. like you, it, it changed a lot of perspectives on a lot of people, but other than that, it was pretty much 
the same. I still ended up having a junior and a senior prom. I'm surprised they pulled off the junior prom, but um, yeah, it was honestly, I think I got a very large end of the stick in that sense. It was just because I had both my proms. We didn't have homecomings, but my homecomings weren't that fun before that. Like my freshman year homecoming and my sophomore year homecoming were just not super fun, crazy like other schools were. So I can honestly say it didn't really change much except for the fact that we were online for well, really the second end of sophomore year is where it really felt like crazy. But then junior year and so on and so forth, it was kind of just like a new way of life basically like everybody was kind of used to it at that point right. so it didn't really feel like as much of a of a, an adjustment than mm-hmm. it did sophomore year gotcha alright so how did it how did it feel you know what what's one thing you as an 18 year old you're not speaking for all we're not generalizing you to speak for all of the teens in the world but what would you tell a parent that has teens struggling through different stuff. How, what, 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 a, what would an ideal parent be to a teenager? Like, if you could say like, all right, this is what I would want. And, or not really what you would want, just an ideal parent in general. What would that be? Because there's a lot of people listening to this and you seem like you've done pretty well for yourself. Like right now you're in college, you went to a private school, like you seem pretty social. Like you, you're doing, you know, you're on a podcast now, so so far so good. But yeah. you've, you've had a good outcome based on, you know, based on everything really. Like you went to a private school, now you're in a college, and we'll get to that too. Wow, how'd you end up choosing Howard after going to that the, this private school you went to? That's a big jump, but um, you know what? Yeah, give a quick answer to that first question. What would a ideal parent be for a teen? in this era um sheesh man it's a loaded question (laughs) (laughs) i think for me an ideal parent would pretty much just be the parents that i have like they're very how do i work with it they're very open and pretty much accepting of who i am as a person and it helps me to have as much of an open relationship with them as I do because it's like I know nine times out of ten they won't judge me and even if they do judge me I know they'll still accept me so I never really have a huge fear of like wondering if my parents are gonna allow whatever I want to do so I think that's definitely a huge factor to having a good relationship with your child and especially your child having a good relationship with you just allowing them to be them and not like pressuring them to be a certain type of way act a certain type of way or do anything that yeah pretty much do anything in a certain type of way because everybody's everybody's different man and especially now like it's new generations every day mm-hmm. so it's like right. obviously I'm not the same as my parents were at their age but I never felt pressure to have them down my back and be like oh well, I have to be the same way that they were so I think having an open relationship and being accepting to your kids can go 
long way. Great answer. Great answer. That's good information. So all you parents out there, and even for you teens listening, man, let the people know. Let your parents know, like, be open. Accept me for who I am, and we can have a great relationship. <laughs> that was an email coming in. Sorry about that, y'all. But, all right, so last, well, not last question, but how how did you end up, you said you were in acting classes in high school and stuff like that, which is pretty different, because I, I don't, I'm not familiar with schools having acting and directing classes and stuff like that, so is do you feel you going to a private school helped you get into the field you're going into because you said you're filming uh acting in film is what you said you're majoring in right now tv and television i mean tv and and film sorry tv and film there we go (laughs) so do you think that played a big part in your your choice to not only go to howard but to go to pursue what you're pursuing your experience in high school I 100% think that it did just because for years my dad was always telling me he was like like Tiana you have to figure out what you like to do and for years I never had an answer and then by the time honestly by the time I got to high school I still didn't have an answer but I knew that taking a minor in that um in that acting class would be something that I enjoyed. So I decided, I was like, ah, forget it. Like I have four years to figure it out. Like I'll be fine. And I took that acting class. And then there was like, that acting class was a prerequisite to like a more advanced acting class. So I took the regular acting class and then I moved on to the advanced one. And then in that second year, my teacher had us, he had us try different parts of everything so it was like acting but then he also had us try script writing he also had us try directing he had us try a bunch of different things and in that trying of different things i was like dang like i i, I really like directing people around and like telling them like i like building a scene with people and i also like writing scripts for scenes to build with people so i think without going to the high school that I did and having the classes that I did, I think I still would have found what I like to do. I just think it would have taken a lot longer than it did because I was just kind of, I don't want to say thrown into it, but I kind of, I kind of was. <laughs> I just, I didn't have a choice because it was a class that I had to take. Well, it was a part of that class that I had to take to try all of the different parts of acting and directing Mm-hmm. So. I like that that's good information so again another thing for you parents out there and for you teens that's listening get into things that you know you like and see where it takes you because you never know where you may end up and how was it going in college how was the transition from high school to college Um, for me the transition honestly was not that bad I, again, like I said, I went to a school where I was pretty much in an uncomfortable space for a good solid four years. So I think definitely for some people, I know that it's been hard just by talking to other people. And especially here is so many different people from different parts of the world. Like I've met people from Chicago, California, New York, Baltimore and then I've also met people from like Nigeria Trinidad and Tobago um the Bahamas like I'm talking people like straight from 
their home and then they just like come here for college and that's like this is their only experience of American life mm. so it's like I definitely feel like for some people they've had a harder adjustment than me because I feel like I didn't really have to adjust like it just felt like I just came and I was like all right like zit and I just kept being my myself I was just in a different place but I didn't feel like I had to you know what I'm saying I I it also helps that I knew people already because I went to the orientation and I met a bunch of people from there in my major and then there were a couple of send-offs like for my area so a send-off is basically when a bunch of the students going in as freshmen meet a bunch of the alumni from that same area so I went to one of those and I met a bunch of new students and I met a bunch of alumni and we were all just talking and the alumni would tell us how their experiences were it was just overall a very nice experience but I think through those and as as well as through my experience in high school and my sociability I definitely had a way easier time adjusting than some of the other people that I've spoken to. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything because it took a while for them to adjust. But now that they've adjusted, it's like, we're all just here. Right, they hit their mark. Everybody's like, just, yeah. They like, had a harder a time. Go ahead, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. For, um, It took a while for them to adjust, but, but now that they're adjusted, it's like, they're they're set. Like, they're good in in this space. That's cool. That's good. And then that's that's life. You know, like what yeah. are some lessons you've learned since you've been away from home? Like you you've been you know, you, so this is well, how how long you've been? This is your freshman year, so you went in August, yeah. I'm assuming. Yes, I left um August 10th and it's now the October. 5th? Yeah. So I've yeah. been here almost 2 months. Uh yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is just like living on your own. A lot of things are a lot more expensive than I thought they were. For example, <laughs> groceries. Oh my gosh. Groceries are so expensive, especially the stuff that I like, like the stuff that my parents would have at home. I went to Target, I tried to get it, it was like $20. <laughs> like, shit, man. Like, this is rough. Like, hey, so man. I, that is. That's good lessons to learn, though. That's good lessons to learn for life, because you know, yeah. and any any parents out there, you know, just keep keep giving your children the best you can give them, and then hopefully expose them to more things. Because what it sounds like to me is you, the exposure has gotten you to a place where, like you, you've apparently been exposed to a lot of things when you were younger, just going to a different school and all that stuff. Because you got to college and you didn't really have a major adjustment period. You just kind of like, I'm good. This is, we talked, this is what I've been planning for years. So, you know, you're looking exactly. forward to it. That's cool. But everybody doesn't like that. So for a parent that's listening, you definitely want to expose your kids to as many things as possible. Is that what you're telling the people, Miss? <laughs> I was going to say much. your name, but I'm not going to say your name. <laughs> um, pretty much, honestly. I think the best way to get your kids ready for what you're preparing them for is to just get them out there honestly because I know a lot of people here specifically have been like they have I don't want to say overbearing parents because like I mean you're a parent I get it but 
they have parents that never really wanted to let go of the reins and so they held them on a very tight leash for pretty much all their lives and now they're here and it's like they're learning all of the things that a couple of other people have known since they were younger just because their parents let them get exposed obviously in a safe way like they don't just throw them out there but they're learning a lot of new things that other people have known like we joke around a lot like there's a couple of people in my friend group and we joke around with the people from uh like different parts of the world and we're like we have to give you like we gotta give you some street training like because they it's just little stuff like that where it's like it's just something it's just something that you have to learn through experience like if you've never experienced it obviously you won't know but it's just you gotta you gotta let your kids out there man you gotta let them learn on their own because nine times out of ten i'll say it from personal experience i don't really listen to my parents on the first time for advice that they're telling me like it takes them telling me and then i have to experience it myself for me to be like dang like they were right so i'd say let your kids experience it while you're still there man because a lot of the times the kids that are learning out here is it's hard <laughs> like they don't have i mean obviously they have friends that they made out here but we've only been here for two months so obviously that's not going to be as strong as a support system than their family at home that they've known all their lives right right all right so i've been asking you a bunch of questions but i'm gonna let you end it with whatever you feel like you want to tell the people adults like whoever whoever's listening to this podcast the journey podcast you leave them with a good word of a word of anything you want to talk about really um all right i got two things one get into a schedule man promise you i i ignored it for years i've said nah nah like i'm gonna just wing it once you get into a schedule you you're i'm not gonna say you set but it'll definitely help you do the things that you want to do and like know when you have time to do the things that you want to do that's my first thing and then my second thing is just sometimes you just gotta put yourself out there man like mm-hmm. it's, it's it'll be scary nine times out of ten and you will find any excuse to not do it but just put yourself out there because worst case scenario you just don't do what you expected but i mean that's gonna happen in anything you do right you can you will miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take so you gotta just sometimes you just gotta say forget it and just do it yeah, like the young people. Well, you're a young person. Do y'all say shoot your shot? Sometimes you got to just shoot your shot. Yeah, it depends on the context. Sometimes <laughs> it means trying to talk to somebody. but well, not, not that type yeah. of shooting shot, but just a shooting shot in general. Exactly. You just got to do it sometimes. You got to... Sometimes you got to put your pride to the side. Sometimes you got to put your pride way up and really push yourself to do it. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to do it, man. Nice. Good information. Good, good uh, advice for the people out there. I want to thank you for coming on. And now we've come to the most important time of the episode. You get to name your episode. The thing we do on the oh. you have to, you get to name your episode, whatever you like the name to be, is what the episode title will be. It's oh, a lot of pressure, man. I got to make it interesting. So let me think. I'll give you a second. While I'm giving her a second, we can we are always looking for supporters of the journey podcast so if you want to support the podcast please click on the link wherever you're listening to this at you it should be a link there 
or share with your friends and continue to support us. Continue to listen, man. I think we all can learn from each other. This thank you to this 18 year old that's come on today and dropped jewels about her experience and her life. And we wish you nothing but continued success from here on out. And I hope that's enough time <laughs> to give you so you can come up with the title of the show, the episode, I should say. Sure it's not, man. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Um, All right. I mean, if worse came to worse, I could help, but you know, I feel like you should be able to name your own episode. It's pretty much been you the whole hour. Right. Uh, you want to hear some other names? Say, Go ahead. You could say um, a black girl's journey through college. Black girl's journey through college. All right. That's the name of the episode. Through girl's journey through college. I gotta write this down because you know I'll mess around and forget. <laughs> You're still young. You you ain't there yet, but at some point you get a little forgetful. <laughs> like you said, you gotta schedule stuff. So I'm scheduling this by writing it down. Girls exactly. journey. You following my jewels already. Yeah, college. All right. Well, it has been another illustrious episode of the journey. Thank you for taking part. Um Goodbye to the people. Peace, love, and light to everybody that's listening. Peace.